Have you ever thought that you would have liked to live during the times of the Old West? You know, many of us grew up watching TV shows and movies about the Wild West westerns, not only made here, but also spaghetti westerns, those that were made in, in Italy a long time ago. You know, there was even a show some of you might remember called The Wild Wild West, uh, ran back in the uh, late 60s. And uh, it had really high ratings, but then it was canceled in 1969, oddly enough, as a concession to Congress over TV violence. Well, it was trying to depict the violence that was taking place in the Wild Wild West, and it didn't look too good on TV in 69, and so it got pulled off the air. The Old West was a time when violence ruled the day. Life was hard, and whoever had a quicker draw or more guns and people in their posse ruled the day. It was especially difficult on women and children. The nation of God, the people of Israel, went through a period much like the days of the old, old West. And you can read about it in the book of Judges. But I want to make a warning. There is a parental advisory on the book of Judges. There are some pretty gnarly, nasty things that take place. And the key phrase for the book is, there was no king in Israel and everyone did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. This lifestyle of violence made its way into the priesthood. And Eli, who was the high priest, had two sons who took advantage of tabernacle worshipers who brought their sacrifices. And they would steal the food that the, uh, offer, the, the people were offering. And then they would seduce the women that showed up to worship. And so our text begins with that ominous phrase, in those days, messages from the Lord were rare. Visions were uncommon. God, at a loss for words, at a time when the people needed his guidance more than ever, and was it that God wasn't speaking, or maybe the people weren't listening? How is God ever to get his people back on the right track? I mean, if even the religious authorities, the highest religious authorities in the land, are corrupt and some of the worst offenders, how can God ever get his people back where he wants? Well, he does it through messengers, spokespeople. And the choice from God's perspective is a young man named Samuel. At a time when no one was listening for God, God speaks to Samuel, whose name in Hebrew just happens to mean God has heard as a response to his mother's prayer. The word, uh, 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 the Shema, the, the hear, O Israel, comes from the same root as uh, Samuel, uh, the God who hears. And, and later this year, we're going to celebrate the arrival of another spokesperson from God, his very own son, Jesus, who also came as a child after a period of God's silence. The parallels are interesting. Now, I don't know how you imagine Samuel in this story of God calling. Uh, in the children's Bibles, um, the, they picture him as a boy, maybe four or five years old, something like that. In reality, he was probably closer to 12 or 13. But still, the idea of God speaking and choosing to speak to a middle schooler is quite, quite 
amazing. But what God is doing with Samuel isn't initiating a brand new conversation. He is actually picking up a conversation that Israel had dropped. From the very first of days of creation, God has been talking to his creation. And his creation listened and was engaged in the conversation. The conversation continued with God's people and you have God talking to Abraham. And then last week, God talking to Moses and Moses talking with God And that's what a good conversation is, right? People talking and then people listening. But listening, especially to the voice of God, is not always easy. It's easy to confuse God's voice with someone else's, like Samuel did three times. He thought it was Eli when it was God. But you know, I think even more difficult and confusing God's voice, it's hard to hear because there's a lot of static and noise on our end of the conversation. You know, you can take a cell phone call anywhere pretty much in the world nowadays, but that doesn't mean you're in a good place to talk. And sometimes you have to go into a room or you have to go outside. You have to get someplace where you can lower the noise on your end. But much of the noise keeping us from hearing God's voice is not outside, it's inside. Like the Israelites in the time of the judges and during this period, if we're involved in things that don't honor God, it's going to be hard to really pay attention to God's voice. Guilt, shame, resentment, failure, anger, they have also a way of of dampening God's voice in our lives. Sometimes it's hard to listen because God tells us something we don't want to hear. I I mean, the message that God gave this young lad was a pretty harsh message. Samuel, in the middle of the night, wakes up and finds himself in a conversation between God and Eli because of the sins of Eli's sons. And Samuel didn't want to say anything. But then Eli comes and says, may God strike you dead if you don't tell me exactly everything. And it's like, what's a man to do? What's a young boy to do? And and it just reminds me how over and over and over. We think we're doing exactly the right thing and it ends up creating challenges. It catches us off guard. I, I mean, we live with this narrative that if we do the right thing, Everything's going to go great. If we do the right thing at work, we're going to get rewarded with a promotion. If we do the right thing at school, we're going to ace all our tests and pass and graduate with honors. If we eat healthy and exercise, it guarantees that we'll have a long, healthy, disease-free life. If we obey God and do what he says, then everybody's going to look up to us and entire life is just going to go better, and everything's going to go our way. And every time we fall into that trap of believing that, I mean, how many times have we heard of someone that we would imagine never should be passing through a situation and then misfortune strikes? You know, when something happens, something bad happens to someone less desirable, We think, well, they had that coming. It's a good thing. Karma, you know. But then when something happens to someone young, attractive, innocent, 
or that we consider to be good runs into misfortune, we think, wait a second, what's wrong with this world? How could this happen? How does God allow this to happen? And then God chooses, he doesn't talk to Eli about Eli's sons. He doesn't talk to the king. He doesn't talk to other individuals in power. He talks to a middle school boy who has been left at the temple or at the tabernacle to serve God. And as we've been seeing over and over and will continue to see even into next week, God often chooses the most unexpected people in the most unexpected circumstances to be his leaders. So God doesn't always tell us what we want to hear. God doesn't always speak to spiritual giants. God doesn't always make sure that the good receive only good in their lives. But a bigger question for me from this text is, <laughs> is God still speaking? Does God still speak today? And my answer emphatically, without a doubt, exclamation points included is yes. <laughs> Can you imagine a world where God stopped speaking? That would be a scary place to live. If God withdrew, even for a moment, to leave us talking to ourselves. <laughs> but God doesn't let that conversation die. He keeps working at it. He keeps bringing it up. He keeps talking. He keeps trying to get our attention. And he resumes the conversation, even when we've let it die. And he keeps coming at us even in the middle of the night when we're least expecting a message from the Lord. But then that leads me to another question. How does God speak to us? Perhaps you've had friends that have used the language of God spoke to me. Or God came to me in a dream. Or I, I have this feeling from the Lord. And our fellowship hasn't been big on that kind of language. And we would tend to limit God's speaking to the Bible and the written word. And let me just say from my perspective that the Bible is not the full answer, but it points us in the right direction. I believe that God speaks to us through Jesus, who is the word of God. Jesus is the voice of God. God says and spoke audibly, this is my son, Jesus, listen to him. The Holy Spirit, in helping preserve the writings of the New Testament, uses biblical authors to say in Hebrews chapter 1, long ago God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets, and I would add, like Samuel. And now... In these final days, he has spoken to us through his son, Jesus. Jesus is the voice of God. But can you hear it? Can you hear him? Are you listening? What's he saying to you even this morning? As we're gathered here and as you are at home. 
If you're facing some really scary stuff in the upcoming days, weeks, and months, Jesus says, don't be afraid. I've overcome the world. If you're all alone and feel like just no one's there, Jesus says, I am with you to the end of the age till time ceases to exist. If you realize today that your behavior is not honoring God and and you need to make some changes, Jesus says, I don't condemn you. Go and from now on be free from this life of sin. If you find that in this pandemic you've become a little too self-centered and have turned too much inward, listen to Jesus when he says, take up your cross and follow me. I did not come to be served, but I came to serve. If you find yourself needing to put your old way of life to death through baptism and allow Jesus to raise you up, listen when he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and share a meal together with you as friends. Jesus continues to speak. Mostly through the word mostly through the Gospels, mostly through the biblical text, but he also speaks through his spirit. And as we go through our life and we find ourselves in different situations, the spirit helps remind us. Remember when Jesus said this. And as we are encountering situations that seem beyond our control, The Spirit affirms through His Word. Jesus is praying for us. And those desires and those needs and those hurts that are beyond what words can express are being shared from our heart to God's presence even as we groan. So hear the verse, hear the voice of the Lord today. And whatever he is saying to you, listen and respond in whatever way is appropriate. If we can bless you with prayer, if we can bless you with intercession, if we can bless you by helping you develop that relationship with the Lord, please uh, make that desire and need known. We're going to stand and sing and then Cheryl will come and lead us in a prayer for the needs of the congregation. And I pray today, today, that you'll hear the voice of Jesus. God bless you.